Hi, you're again with Volleyball Explained uh, podcast. Uh, I'm Bogdan Ronis, also here, and we're going to talk about the first matches uh, from the uh, knockout phase of the World Championship to 2022. Of course, we will focus on the uh, quarterfinals and, uh, and the upcoming uh, semifinals, but of course, we will tell also... Uh, our opinion about what happened in the 1-8 finals. Firstly, Ronnie, how are you? What do you think overall in general about the tournament and the knockout phase so far? Well, so far there has been uh, little surprises. Of course, you cannot deny that Ukraine uh, did a good job uh, beating the Netherlands, who uh, play a strange match, you know, uh, the players of the, the Orange uh, wasn't there any time. So, uh, yeah, um, of course, Ukraine uh, didn't have nothing to lose, um, beat uh, using the strong the strong serve and, of course, the blocking uh, of Semenyu, who was uh, crucial in that, uh, in that um, A-Finals match. Um, uh, it is surprised to me to see an opposite like uh, Emil Tucci, something like that, uh, from the Ukraine. He is a lefty, uh, like Ole Ploniski, and those two were the the the, the main uh, strength of this uh, Ukraine team that also have uh, Kovalov, of course, and the, the other outside hitter. And I mentioned already uh, Semenyuk. Uh, they they did a good. They they sent of course uh, the Netherlands to the 13th place in the rankings, helping us the Cubans uh, by two points. And uh, yeah, uh, was a uh, was a surprise. I I think for every for for everybody. The other match that surprised me was Turkey USA and the Turkey almost had the USA on the ropes. You know uh, after being uh, after lose. Uh, Three sets, uh, two sets to none. Uh, somehow Turkey managed to um, come back, uh, or, or at least try to come back. Of course, the figure of Adis Lagunsiha was uh, a, a key factor in this uh, in this situation. Uh, but at the end, you know, USA had the experience on their side and managed to win at, at and in five. Um, I have to say that I don't like. I didn't like the 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 play, especially of the Falco, who has been criticized in the last uh, matches for not being the guy that it's supposed to bring those uh, important points uh, in in the hard in the hardest part of the game. Uh, other than that, I think uh, USA did well in that match, and the rest of the matches were, you know, normal. Uh, Cuba losing to Italy was expected. Uh, Japan almost beat France, uh, but you know, uh, uh, Nishida, who is a player that we make fun of, that uh, in this podcast sometimes, uh, scored uh, thirty-one points uh, with seven, uh, seventeen, no, seventh. Uh, yeah, uh, like it's not seventeen. It's like uh, I don't know what where sixties. Uh, well, seven uh, zero effective percentage attack and 
yeah, that's uh, that's incredible for a match of five sets and an opposite of one meter eighty-eight. So, uh, but at the end, you know, uh, France uh, won it, and yeah, the rest of the matches, Argentina beating Serbia is a classic. I think what that this Serbia team is like more like Bulgaria, but I don't know yeah. how they still manage to be uh, up in the rankings, but you know that they don't belong there anymore. You know, Atanasijevic is not there anymore. Uh, Kubasevic is like playing without soul. And Podrashanin is only uh, trying if he can be at the Olympics at least one more time. If not, you know, he's almost over with national team. So uh, uh, what, a, what a mess. For Brazil, never will, never will lose to a team like Iran, and that was also expected. And of course, Poland beating Tunisia. Uh, yeah, I I think it was a pretty pretty normal a finals taking off. Of course, Ukraine versus Netherlands, and and yeah, of course, Slovenia beating Germany. Normal too. Yeah, uh, uh, when we talk about Serbia, I uh, I think exactly the same because. Actually, Kovacevic, Oroš Kovacevic is the youngest in the in the starting seven, and he's and he's twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Actually, uh, I I was talking with friends when when we are complaining about Bulgaria. Of course, it it there is a reasoning behind it because losing to Mexico and that's that's totally uh, totally a failure. But but still, Bulgaria has players like Alex Nikolov. Like Asparuchus Peruchov, like Denis Karagin, even though he didn't play in the in the in the championship. Mm. Uh, like I don't know, Alex Guzdanov is not that young, but he's 24. Mm. And and still Serbia doesn't have even one of them uh in terms of age. I I was trying to to think about a young Serbian in the top leagues. I'm sure I'm missing someone, but my only my only guess was uh, uh, the guy middle blocker in in Verona, the playing with uh, f- under under Radostin Stoichev, I believe Nikolic. They uh, they show some new faces this summer at the VNL. You know, uh, people like uh, the Aquaman uh, <laughs> and and Kujunsic and and Kujunsic. Kujunsic probably is, is good, yeah. But they are not. Like uh, when Juros Kovacevic uh, came out, uh, when he was like 19, 17, uh, 18, he won something. He won uh, the World Championship of U19. He was like uh, the the other uh, 93 figure alongside Wilfredo Leon at that time. And uh, yeah, the comparisons were like uh, forever. And he... He went to Italy at very young age. You have you don't you don't have nothing like that anymore in Serbia. You know you you don't have a guy like uh, like uh, Atanasijevic, like Sasa Starovic, who, who were big at that time, and now they are like average player, whatever you know. So uh, it is sad because on on the top of that. They lose versus an Argentina that uh, have a limited uh, service power. You know this Argentina uh, base uh, his game too much in defense and and set their tactics because they have the the Checo. 
But even though I don't know what's going to happen uh, with Argentina after the Sheikh retire. So uh, it is a 3-0 against this team of Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and about the other matches, we mentioned it last podcast also, the Turkey is developing very well. And this is this is the proof for this, these two games against the USA. And still the USA played not that good, I believe, even mediocre play. And we are going to talk about a little bit later about how how USA played against Poland in the in the in the quarterfinal, and that was something quite different. But my question is, how big of a surprise is Italy beating in the in the quarterfinals, France, for you? Well, let's uh, start with this. Uh, Italy is uh, ready. You know, this is a this is this has been a, a group of young players that have been developing well. Uh, even though France won the second set, um, very contested second set, uh, I think uh, Italy always keep the 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 control of the game, and they only lose the sets because like they are too young to manage the anxiety, uh, and and sometimes. Uh, they wanted to perform attacks and and counter attacks, and they were uh, a little bit nervous. And France, you know, uh, is an experienced team that took advantage of that situation. But at the end of the game, at, at the end, France lose uh, because they didn't expect that Italy could could a fight like that. Uh, they they had beaten Italy previously to this game two times three three zero. At the BNLs and you know, and uh, BNLs especially, and it was a team that they they knew how to beat previous this game. So uh, I I now keep remembering uh, what uh, Fefe did before the World Championship and the decision that he to cut Ivan Saiset from the from the, the team and many people. Didn't like, but at the end he was right. Uh, it was Romano who bring the the victory, uh, showing skills. Um, maybe he's not a you know a magazine player like uh, Micheletto, who is very young as he is a sensation. But he has been proving in this game and the previous one versus Cuba that he can be a, a guy for uh, big moments. You know and. Uh, of course, Balasso, who for me, uh, with Shoji, are the best liberals in this uh, World Championship so far. Um, I I don't have I, I I mean I've been seeing Italy's games uh, recently, but I don't tend to like the 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 decisions making by Gianelli. Sometimes he he can be erratic, and this is a thing that has been. Uh, uh, an issue in his career recently in big moments uh, we are talking about Superliga matches and finals and, and you know uh, at, at the Champions League finals and, and etc but you know I think uh, he needs to grow alongside a group of young people you know like La Villa and like Micheletto and Romano to to not put some pressure on himself all the times and and yeah, so far Italy has been managing all the all the emotions, and yeah, they 
after uh, 12 years, they are in a semi-final again. Okay, uh, how about here just a little bit of numbers because the, the, the most problematic number for France was 49 errors, 49 for five sets. This is almost 10 errors per set. Uh, when, for example, the average good number is four, maximum five per set for team. That's the ideal. Gigantic. That's the ideal. That's yeah. the ideal. Come on. That's the ideal. You have to. You have okay. To, okay. <laughs> let's let's say that. Yeah. Yeah. But ten, almost ten, is gigantic for a team uh, like France. They were unconcentrated. I, uh, bizarre was not bizarre. We were, uh, yeah. We've used to to watch him lately. He he he's the new regular starter instead of. Uh, uh, I don't know the eternal the magician Benjamin Tonyuti and Gapet is a little bit overweight, my opinion personal. And yeah, but uh, Yuri Romano was absolutely fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And I believe that that was the surprise of Euro 2021. And we we haven't heard from Romano before that. I, I haven't heard him at all before that. And now he's the Lego starter and uh, and one of the stars of Italian Italian volleyball. Uh, Micheletto and Lavia are outside of the of the conversation because they are they are great. Especially Micheletto, uh, who developed. He's only twenty one years of age, and yeah, he he took anything he could have taken uh, the last. Uh, the last year and probably he is going also to to take a medal at least a medal from this world championship very interesting how things develop uh, during during the weekend uh, but before going to the next quarterfinal let's hear the opinion of nicola our friend nicola for this match so here we are guys italy beat france three two in the tie break uh, Something that could appear a surprising result, but if you watch the game, it's definitely the right one. Uh, let's say it clearly, it wasn't the most spectacular game of the tournament. Indeed, it, both teams made a lot of mistakes, especially from the service line. And Italy led in every set, reaching the 21st, then in the first and the third set failed to succeed due to some crucial plays where the French team uh, showed its best defense and uh, more determination and a couple of bad mistakes in addition from the Italians' attack. Um, the key was that throughout the game, France never found the uh, consistency uh, in attack. Uh, and Gapet had a very bad day, in my opinion, made set seven direct mistakes in attack. Uh, Brizard uh, underperformed. And uh, Cleveno, who was the other starting uh, uh, wing spiker, uh, didn't do well uh, as well. <laughs> uh, there were Patry and Luati from the bench, uh, the ones who have been pushing France in, in the tough moments. But uh, it wasn't enough, even with some good plays from the middle by Chinenez. And... Even Legov didn't play that bad, but it wasn't enough to, to overcome uh, the weaknesses of their attacking trio during the, the entire game. 
On the Italian side, the headlines are all for Yuri Romano, undoubtedly. 22 points, 4 aces, 1 black, 50% attacking. It was the most dependable weapon for Giannelli, basically, for the, for the entire game. Micheletto and Lavia hasn't been that consistent. Still, they showed up in some crucial moments. Lavia, for example, scored the last two points of the game for Italy, the 14-12 and... 14-11 and 15-12 in the in the tiebreak, but also shout out to Galassi and the entire Italian blocking system that cornered France and gave them a hard time to hit uh, clear balls. And we also have to underline that Italy basically won all the long rallies, uh, showing more presence uh, during the the entire game. That's it for my quick take. I think Italy is the rightful winner of this quarterfinal and could have closed the game before the tiebreak, lowering the amount of mistakes. But well, winning 3-2 is still winning. And now focus on Slovenia and uh, that dream that could be the final for this young group, something totally unexpected at the beginning of the tournament. Okay, we are back with uh, after we said uh, we we've heard we've listened to what Nicola's opinion on on Italy and France, but let's continue with uh, with the match between Slovenia and Ukraine. Ukraine started pretty well; they were on the verge of another surprise, but still they weren't able to finish it. What do you think? Uh, well, um, I was uh, expecting uh, a close match, you know. The entire first set was about Ukraine from the start to the end. Then, you know, uh, helped by the crowd, Slovenia, you know, have the tools to 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 impose their rhythm and at the end won the won the game. Uh, big move by Kretu uh, of uh, taking off the game, Vinci after the horrible first set and put uh, Gregor Prophet. You know, Slovenia is a team that uh, have uh, at least two decent setters with experience, let's say. I would not say like at the level of Christensen or Janelli, but they have experience. They, have, they, they know how to move the ball. Um, and they both have been around like forever. My only concern is about the future. Who who is gonna be the the next setter of Slovenia? You know because they only have a limited uh, uh, a limited place to uh, take out people, and you know like the only club who plays in Champions League is the ACH Ljubljana, who is the most famous team. So people like uh, Mosic and. And, and others guys come from there. But, you know, uh, at the end, Ole tried, tried hard. He scored 31 points. Uh, he was splendid, but it was too late. He he tried to to, to make a combat. He almost did it with his serve. Uh, even with that serve, it wasn't guaranteed that Ukraine would have won the set. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, for all the effort that Ukraine did beating uh, Netherlands, who for me was something uh, amazing, uh, they they deserve to be like uh, 
name it the the you know the breakthrough or whatever unispated um, unispated campaign team something like that uh, because they they exceed they they limits to get that far um, and I don't know why Kretu keep benching Mosic who is clearly one of the sensations uh, at this moment you know uh, he maybe uh, will have to use him against Italy because I don't think Urnaut or the Kevin Chevoli with the tools to overcome the, the, the game of the Italians, you know. So uh will be in very interesting what decision will to make in that semi-final. Yeah, it's interesting because actually after Grzegorz Ropret and, and uh, Rok Mozic entering actually as a, as an opposite instead of Tonczyk Stern, uh, who I believe uh, scored one or two, two points uh, before the before the substitution. Uh, after after the uh, actually after that uh, ch change uh, things change for for the Slovenian team uh, and uh, and that was their last uh, home match. Uh, of the tournament and still Ukraine played pretty well but at the end when you have only one world-class player like Oleg Plotnitsky is it's very hard to uh, to get things uh, finished because yeah they played pretty well during the championship and Tupci and uh, Semenyuk also and the other uh, outside hitter Ilya Kovalov but still they they lack this this class needed to to finish uh, at this level. Of course, that that match against the Netherlands was quite of a surprise, um, and actually Netherlands didn't get to twenty points, I believe, in neither of the sets. And yeah, Ukraine is is the biggest surprise of the tournament, but still against Slovenia, even though. Plutnitsky tried it at the end, it was uh, it was not possible. Okay, Brazil, Argentina, another uh, another classic. uh it's a it's a South American classic. Uh it's um a reply of the of the last uh, third place match in the in the Olympics, Argentina taking the taking the bronze medal. I tried to to uh, to uh, to look for a surprise here with Argentina beating Brazil, but it didn't happen. Brazil uh, was very good in this match. Lucare was back after the injury. Uh, Leao played a great, great match. And Argentina is just not that powerful when Brasilia is playing as they uh, as they can. What do you think? And another question, do you think that Kreling instead of Bruno is something that that will be more and more permanent for the years to come. Yeah, of course, I think Bruno golden years are over in the national team. Uh, there has been so many criticize uh, for the coach Randall Soto uh, in the in the more mainstream uh, media places in Brazil because. Uh, he doesn't want to uh, let go Bruno and Lucas Satkan, for example. They are being like uh, for many, many years in the team, but you know, they, they are some 
it's life. You you get at certain point that you cannot perform well uh, anymore. So uh, I think Kashopa uh, make a statement in that game versus Cuba. He 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 entered the uh, in the third set and changed the perspective. Of course, Cuba had his chances to win the game in the five set, but you know, uh, I think we will see more and more Kashopa in the years to come. I think for me, he is the setter, the starting setter for Brazil at the 2024 Olympics. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with Lucas. I don't know what's going to happen with Bruno. Maybe Bruno will get there, but I don't see Lucas at can play at the Olympics with. 39, 38 years old. Uh, it's uh, almost impossible to predict, but I don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, when Brazil got beaten in five sets at the Olympics for their bronze medal match, they were in a top spot because they lose uh, an unique opportunity versus Russia. They, are, they were winning the game uh, almost like the 2012 situation, you know, and uh, and they blew the lead uh, more more uh, more specifically. Uh, um, what is the name of the player that uh, that uh, I I don't know the name, but uh, the this player that that made a comeback. For the Russians was especially uh, good in the service. So uh, yeah, and they they couldn't uh, overcome that mental uh, deficit in the in the game for the bronze. And of course, you know, uh, uh, Argentina had nothing to lose and playing with more desire to win that game. Uh, but this was uh, another situation. You know, both teams were competing in the in, in equal terms. And in a normal game, Brazil will, will win like 10 games out of 15 or out of 11. You know, it's normal to beat Argentina. And I I did very, very good in my prediction through one because they always managed to uh, mm -hmm. win a set over Brazil. But uh, besides that, was a normal encounter for me. Uh, Argentina have uh, a lot of problems in their service uh, line. They don't have too much firepower to kill Brazil um, with uh, with bad recession uh, for too many for for too much time. Sorry, and yeah, Leal was superb. And when you have uh, easy balls to Leal in position four. Is uh is a danger, and he proved that in the game of Iran, and of course yesterday versus Argentina. The rest of the game was very normal. Uh, Luciano Decheco tried his best to at least win another set and send the game to the tiebreak, but at the end, the logic uh, was was there. Uh, Danani also you have to. Uh, Price his performance, but also Thales, who's now the best uh, libero in terms of defense in this championship. He has been proving that he has something to to give yet. Uh, many people don't like him because they think that they are like uh, in the same spot that Bruno and Lucas, and he doesn't have to be the starter anymore. Instead, they want Mike, 
but you know, it is what it is. For me, I think uh, Thales is a pretty decent uh, liberal. Yeah, that's that's all. Yeah, uh, more or less, I agree with everything that that you that you said. Yeah, I hoped for more, but yeah, uh, in terms of Argentina. But uh, anyway, uh, this is just my unsuccessful tries in uh, in guessing. Let's say it in this way. And at the end of the podcast, of course, probably, at least in my opinion, the best, the biggest match of the tournament so far, Poland against the USA. U USA started badly, I believe. Poland leading 2-0, even though USA played very well with the in the second set. Then everything changed just mm -hmm. in an instant. And, and USA was the dominant team. But at the end, Poland prevailed uh and uh, beats uh in the Glivice 14,000 people in the in the whole amazing match uh, it's very interesting you you mentioned the falco uh a little bit earlier uh the falco started the match they had problems in the reception uh Morgututia entered uh in the in the second set and drastically usa team improved drastically and even though even even uh, at the moment when during one of the timeouts, Nikola Grovic, the, the head coach of Poland, said that they are receiving quite well. That that was a confession from from him, and and still and still with some very big serves and very good blocking and and one extremely precise uh, video challenge by by Grubic and his staff in 12-11, I believe, in the. In the tiebreak, and they were they were able to to win, and yeah, still still a great match. And I'm not probably this this could be the, the best uh, the best match of the tournament so far. Of course, we have the semifinals and the final to uh, to to come, but I, I won't be surprised if this uh, uh, be left as as the as the as the greatest match of the mm. tournament. Yeah, there were some uh, interesting facts at, at the game. Semenu didn't have his knife at all. He was like a normal player. Uh, Kurek uh, on one side and Kohanowski, the middle blocker, were were huge to the uh, victory of uh, of Poland. Uh, my only criticize to the USA team is their their blocking system. I mean. They only scored four blocks in five sets, where while uh, uh, Poland did nine. Uh, you cannot blocking that much at that at this level. I mean, I don't know what's going, uh, what what happened with the uh, Jendry and Smith this particular game, but they weren't like uh, uh, ignored by the spikers of uh, Poland the entire night. Um, there were a lot of drop shots or paint and um, push with the hands uh, from Poland coming to the uh, USA blocking and uh, so many opportunities that USA wastes in, in transitions and uh, at this level I mean Poland uh, made uh, more mistakes than USA that night I believe is they is they uh, managed to keep the errors below 30. It would have been a 3-0 for Poland, but it wasn't the case. I mean, for 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 me, 
the decisive moment of Poland was winning the sec the second set, who was uh, very tight. Uh, because if they don't win second set, after that USA come back uh, in the third and the fourth, and maybe who have uh, we we will gonna uh, watch a different uh, game uh, from my perspective. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean Poland was the favorite in this match, the slight favorite. I I didn't count too much uh, the previous match encounter. And there, there are some criticize about this uh, formula that the FIBB, Volleyball World, whatever, use because uh, these were two teams that uh, faced each other in the group stage. And it was very, very bad um, to, to have to meet it again in the quarterfinals because I think USA could probably reach semifinal if they were in another path. Like, for example, yeah. instead of... Uh, uh, facing uh, Poland in the quarters, maybe if they face Slovenia in the quarterfinal, they will have been like uh, uh, in the semis or uh, Brazil, who knows? Too. Uh, so yeah, um, and probably everybody else everybody. outside of Poland. Mm, I don't know if France, maybe Italy, because um, they they like to struggle versus those teams. Italy, for example, he has been historically the dark horse of USA <laughs> uh, in recent years. And France, you know, they beat us. They they beat them in the uh, in the um, in the NL final. Sorry, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, at the end of the day. Uh, Poland won, and it will be a good uh, semi-final match versus uh, Brazil, and of course, uh, Italy versus uh, Slovenia. Okay, here comes the inevitable question, predictions about the semi-finals. I will be very uh, conservative about <laughs> these matches, and I will say that uh, Brazil will got beaten by Poland. Uh, this is the first time, besides Cuba, then Brazil will feel pressure in the serve. Previously, they didn't have that. And uh, Poland just have to uh, do his game. You know, pressure Leal all the time. Don't let him uh, uh, be comfortably in the in the court. And in the other game, uh, I mean, in the recent years, uh, Slovenia have proved that it is impossible, almost impossible for them to beat Italy. And this is the same Italy team that beat him in the European Championship Finals. People say that at the third time, you probably can win. They they were beaten by Italy two times at the European Championship last year. But, I mean, Italy have uh, all the desire to be in that finals uh, they have they they haven't been in the final since '98, and at that time they they beat uh, Yugoslavia, uh, and yeah, I, I I think they they have the big chances to be in there, and of course the favorite to win it at this point is Poland. They they are the favorites because they are in home soil, and they have the tools that many other teams doesn't have. Which is uh, being in the in the prime of those players to conquer the world championship, but surprise can happen, and yeah, 
all those people that voted for France to win the tournament prior the World Championship start lose the, their money. So, uh, so yeah, let's see if uh, predictions go well. Okay. Uh, Poland will be will beat Brazil. That mm -hmm. that's quiet. It's interesting that Poland is that big of a favorite, but taking into account previous matches, taking into account uh, the situation now, I believe that including the hosting the, the, the tournament, uh, Poland mm. is the big favorite of this match. And the the another semifinal is very, very hard to predict. Italy beat 3-2 uh, in, the, in the final of the year 2021. And the group stage uh, was 3-0. Yeah, and it seems that Italy has the upper hand. Another reason for that is that is that Slovenia will play their first match outside of home. They won't play in Arena Stojica anymore. And that's another... Actually, they will, they will change... Um, they course, yeah. They changed the venue, even though Italy Italy played also in in Slovenia. Uh, yeah, all yeah. this time. So 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 both teams will will change, but uh, but still Slovenia has this big home advantage, and they won't have it. And in this regard, I would say Italy, but three one, three two, something like that. Very very close. Yeah. Uh, Close match, not not something like three zeros or something, uh, but still. Well, uh, you know, people tend to discharge uh, discard Brazil of any chances. I will not put Brazil uh, right now like they will got beaten easily by Poland. Yeah, because at the hardest time of history, uh, Brazil has proven that they know how to overcome mental deficit, and of course. It's not mental this time. It's like uh, men disadvantage because they don't have any other guy besides Leal that can uh, spy high balls. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe in that game, Lucarelli comes with something special or even Wallace, who for me is out of shape in this World Championship. He was yeah. calling like uh, less than a month. To the like start the, of the like the Danish footballers in uh, in '92 or something like this. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and that's that's something that people might uh, might not know. Uh, Wallace for me is not in shape for this World Championship. He only was called because Darlan is too young to uh, put uh, put points in hard situations like Wallace uh, does. But besides of that, I think that if only Leal comes big that day, Brazil will lose. They 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 need other uh, answers. Uh, yeah. In I don't know if position they two need, or need four. More or... Solutions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I believe that that was quiet enough. That the next and the last podcast for World Championship 2022 men. We will be after the final, mm -hmm. so we will we will have the champion and we will comment on the semifinals and the big final there. Uh, I hope that we are going to do with Nikola uh, back here and not with a uh, pre uh, preliminary uh, recorded audio. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, 
Thank you again, Oni. Uh, thanks to all the listeners and the, the spectators uh, for subscribe to Cuban Spike in both mm -hmm. Facebook and YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to Volleyball Explained, of course. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.